Good morning, I'm James Holman from the Washington Post and this is the Daily 202 for Tuesday, August 22nd. Here's today's big idea. President Trump gave an uncharacteristically introspective speech last night, acknowledging that he changed his position on the war in Afghanistan as he escalated the military's involvement in America's longest war. After seven months, Trump has finally settled on a policy that does not go as far as his generals wanted, but also represents a clear break with the populists and the isolationists who he catered to as a candidate. Reading carefully from a teleprompter in his first primetime address to the nation, the president sought to explain why he's been persuaded that staying in Afghanistan is in America's national interest. Continuing to use a phrase he first debuted in Saudi Arabia, Trump described his doctrine as principled realism. Although he didn't specify how many troops he'll send, congressional officials tell us that the administration is telling them that they're going to put about 4,000 more boots on the ground, in addition to the 8,500 U.S. service members who are currently in the region. Ultimately, Trump's decision is an incremental shift in strategy that may hold the line against a resurgent Taliban, but it's unlikely to change the course of the war. The reception across right-wing media to Trump's speech is mixed. The banner headline on Breitbart News, the website once again being run by Steve Bannon, who was fired last Friday as White House chief strategist, ripped Trump. Another story on Breitbart said Trump is, quote, following in Obama's footsteps. But the post-speech commentary on Fox News was mostly positive, and some of Trump's conservative critics, like the National Review and the Weekly Standard, spoke highly of his new plan. So did a bunch of Republican senators who have been critical of his response to Charlottesville over the past week, including John McCain, the Arizona senator who's chairman of the Armed Services Committee, called it, quote, a big step in the right direction. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. Immediately after the president's speech, Paul Ryan held a televised town hall with his constituents in Wisconsin. In it, he said he would not support a censure of Trump for his response to Charlottesville. But Ryan did criticize Trump for praising some rally participants as fine people. He said on CNN, quote, I do believe he messed up in his comments. I do think he could have done better. Ryan, while criticizing the moral equivocation, said it would be a mistake to reduce the discussion over white supremacy to a partisan attack on Trump. Number two, speaking of Charlottesville, a melee broke out at the Charlottesville City Council meeting last night as activists and residents took over the council chambers and criticized the city's response to the white supremacist rally. White and black residents alike were furious with the police response to the demonstrations, and they faulted officers for not engaging during repeated scuffles. When police officers forcibly removed three people from the council meeting, the hundred or so people at the meeting broke out into furious chants, screaming things like shame and shut it down. Two people stood on the dais and unfurled a banner with the words blood on your hands as council members and the mayor left the room. Number three, Congress may have to intervene to prevent the Secret Service from running out of money. The Secret Service is very close to hitting its spending cap, likely at the end of September, in its quest to protect Trump and his huge family. About a third of the agency's agents would be working overtime without being paid. The spending limits are supposed to last through December, but the cost of protecting this president and members of his extended family, who have traveled extensively for business and vacations, has strained the Secret Service budget. Here's an interesting statistic. The Secret Service now protects 42 people around the clock. That's 11 more than they did under Barack Obama. The Trump protection number includes 18 members of the president's family. 
And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, August 22nd. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.